You know our slogan around here is better practice, better life. But we're taking this belief to the next level. And we've recently announced the creation of a new association. It's called the Best Practices Association. Our association celebrates the mindset that is better practice, better life. This mindset celebrates time, healthy living, personal growth, clinical excellence, and impacting the lives of your patients and your team through intentional leadership. In fact, we are the work-life balance experts in dentistry. The BPA will coach independent dental practices like yours to thrive by sharing best practices and operational habits, behaviors, systems, tools, and insight that lead to profitability and sustained growth, and you can still have a life. So if you're a dentist that wants to surround yourself with great thinkers, let us help you create your own version of Better Practice, Better Life. Go to actdental.com forward slash BPA or hit the link in the show notes. Yo, yo, yo. Hey guys, welcome back to another awesome edition of the Best Practices Show podcast. You ever feel like you're stuck in the mud? Like you've got to get started. I want to get started, but I don't know how to get started. So I procrastinate. I'm trying to make things perfect. I'll wait till next week. Have you ever said those things? I have. Well, today we're going to help you get out of the mud and get started with the one key you need to get started to create a better practice and a better life with an amazing coach. Her name is Heather Crockett. So we break this all down and help you think better so that you can get started on a better practice and better life. So listen up. I hope you guys enjoy it. We'll see you soon. Hey guys, welcome back to the Best Practices Show podcast. I love this because if you're listening to this in the car, you're going for a walk, you're cleaning the garage, or you're just listening to podcasts and you're a dentist and you want to create a better practice, a better life, you might be thinking, well, it's got to get started. I got to get going. Like, how do I get going? Well, today we're going to help you with how you get going on anything. Sometimes you just got to get started. And the title of today's podcast is the one key you need to get started on a better practice and a better life. And I have an amazing human being with us today. Her name is Heather Crockett, and she's one of our fantastic lead practice coaches. Heather, thanks for being on today. I appreciate you. I appreciate you, Kirk. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. It's always fun having you on here. Now, if you guys don't know, this is what we do. We work with great practices all over the country. Dentistry is an incredibly noble profession. It's an awesome profession. And so as you can imagine, we deal with a lot of dental practices and dentists that uh, they're trying to do great things. And they actually have done great things, but they hit the ceiling and they get stuck, whether it be PPOs, whether it be culture issues, whether it be systems issues. And then they go, I I don't know that I can work any harder. And what they have to do is embrace new thinking and they've got to start with new habits. And so Heather, you coach practices all day long. Why is this topic today so important? This is important because we oftentimes get in our own way of seeing that success of getting started. And so many doctors, especially clients that I coach, Kirk, they tell me that they wish they would have started sooner. Right. That's why this is important. 
Yeah. And, and what happens is, you know, people say, well, change takes time. No, it doesn't. Change takes a second. All you have to decide is today's the day I'm done. I'm changing. I'm signing up for a new program. Now, the key is change has to be sustained, you know, so you have to embrace And we're going to talk about that a little bit. Um, but one of my favorite coaches of all time, when I was in the toughest spot of all time, probably in running act dental, I reached out to him for help. And I said, you know, I'm going to wait. I'm just going to wait until next summer. He said, Kirk, what's the benefit of waiting? And I didn't have an answer. And I remember exactly where I was. I was in the parking lot talking to him on the phone. He said, there's no benefit. You're going to call me next summer and you're just going to be older. And these problems are just going to be bigger. There's no benefit to waiting. Now, that was specific to the business that I'm in, but this concept could apply to almost anything. Don't you think, Heather? Yes, totally. And what what dentists often think is that they want their practice to be better. They want their life to be better. Like you wanted your company to get better, but I'll wait for that perfect moment, right? Um, when I was recently sitting in church, one of the speakers shared this with us. And he said, if not you, then who? And if not now, when? And that really resonated with me. Of course, I'm thinking of things that pop into my own head, ideas that are coming to me for my own personal life. But I'm also thinking about my work life and my clients and their team members as well with this thought-provoking statement. This immediately brings those insightful thoughts to your brain, exactly like what you experienced, Kirk, with, with that coach. Why are we waiting? Right? right. It causes us to just step back for a minute and evaluate our current circumstances to say, okay, what is it exactly that we want to achieve and how quickly do we want to achieve it? Yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of, a lot of thoughts that I have on this, you know, leadership is really important. Leaders do eat last, but they go first, yeah. which means I'm going to step into this. One of the things I had to do was like core values. I was waiting for everyone to develop our core values and I'm like, all right, forget this. We're just going to go. And so however you decide to do this, if not you, then who? Somebody else is going to take advantage of this thought that you have in your brain. Some of you think, well, I got to start my own practice. And the day you decided that was a beautiful day. And you found the resources. Some of you decided to move your practice to another location. All you have to do is start the search. And so just the decision in your brain to take the initiative is really important. And Heather, I was telling you, like when Sarah and I got married many, many years ago, Sarah's amazing. And I was talking to my mom. I'm like, you know, mom, we're, we're just going to kind of enjoy being married. You know, we're not ready to have kids. We're going to wait to have kids. And she said to me, if you wait to have kids, you're never going to have them. And she said, if we would have waited to have kids, we would have never had you. And she said, kids will grow you up. And I'm like, oh, that's right. And so we didn't wait. Now, that's a whole nother subject. But the whole idea is initiative is a self-management skill. You know, you have to take it in. Tell us more about that. So nobody controls you and what you do, right? Taking that initiative has to be self-motivating. Uh, you have to be aware of the situation first, aware that your practice needs improving, aware that for, for me, it's that I want to get back into yoga again. I used to be really good at that. For me, it's that self-awareness of, gosh, I haven't done yoga in so long. That's probably why my body is, is screaming at me half of the time, right? Is, so you have that awareness piece. But that self-management of taking initiative, 
like that's the change that you were talking about. That's the first thing that you have to do is just say, I'm going to make a change and I'm going to make this happen, but you, you can't do it alone. And we'll get to that here in a minute, but that's really what it is, is just taking that first step. And sometimes the first step is just being aware. And the more aware you are of your situation, the more you get annoyed with yourself because you want to see that change take place. So taking that initiative and that first step, like you said, you're calling someone in the parking lot. Like that's the first step right? because you called and you reached out to someone that can help you with that. Yeah, totally. You'll act, you'll naturally force, uh, face two evils and the two evils will be procrastination and perfection. You always want to, I'm going to wait. And then the second one is, well, I got to get this perfect before I start. And sometimes you just got to get Mo. So tell us where get Mo came from. You guys all went to an amazing leadership conference and you all came back and you're like, we got to get Mo. What's yes. what get Mo? <laughs> you just got to get moving. You just got to start somewhere. And right. so that's where the get Mo comes from is just to start to start to move, start to take some action and get moving on whatever it is that you're hoping to achieve. Yeah. And so one of the concepts that I like that works personally for me is the 80% approach by Dan Sullivan. So, you know, procrastination, perfection, get in the way for me daily. Now, the important thing of getting anything to 80% is I'll draft it up. I'll look it up. Some ideas don't make it to implementation, but the fact is I drafted it. I looked at it. I had other people look at it and we're just going to start it. And it can take an instant to do that. Now, We'll get to this in a second, but the second concept that you mentioned, Heather, if not now, when? Tell us more about that. So do you ever wait for the perfect moment to start something? For example, so when I think of this, I think of back when, do you remember when Biggest Loser was really big on TV? Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I used to watch that all the time. And there were so many contestants on there that would say, oh, I'll start Monday. I'll start Monday. So on Monday, then I will weigh myself. Then I'll start counting calories. Then I'll start exercising. But after 52 Mondays, you realize that you're a year older and you never started on Monday, right? We we make these, these excuses as humans over and over and over. It's it's natural for us to make those excuses. We put barriers in, in our way because change is hard and uncomfortable. We talk about that a lot of act too. Change is hard. Complacency is easy. It's, it's really easy to just sit in front of the TV and eat some ice cream at night before I go to bed. It's really easy to do that. It's much harder to pick up and move and do my yoga or do a hit class, whatever it is that people are doing now, Yeah, right? That's so much harder than just sitting back and taking it easy. But it, it that's what gets in our way because we wait for the perfect moment. Oh, I'll wait till Monday. What's wrong with right now? Right, right. I'm dating myself by saying this, but I don't think it was Rocky three when I think it was <laughs> Apollo Creed said, there is no tomorrow. I think of that all the time. There is, hey. he goes, oh, no, I'll be better tomorrow, man. He said, there is no tomorrow. There's only today. Mm -hmm. And that's all we know. And yeah. so I can't wait till Monday. Also, when you get to be my age, you don't have, you don't know how many Mondays you have. So like, I'm not waiting until Monday. I want to get something started. And yeah. I don't know who said it, but 90% of success is just showing up. I have found that to be absolutely true. Whether it be a study club, whether it be a course, there are so many things I just sign up for. And I'm like, I don't, Ooh, I'm glad I signed up for this. I had no idea. You show up, you meet somebody. You're like, I am so darn glad I'm here. Whether 
I mean, be a yoga class or whatever. Just sometimes you just got to get there. The hardest part of every day is getting out of bed. Now I go downstairs. I have a Peloton. The hardest part, just getting out of bed. I used to say this years ago when I went to a gym, it was like the hardest part of any day is just putting on those shoes. Cause as soon as I put the shoes on, I'm actually halfway to the gym and uh, at the old gym that my wife and I used to go to, they had a sign right above the door. Congratulations. Hardest part of your day is over. You got here. And I'm like, bam, that's it. So sometimes you just got to get there, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I would actually circle back to something you said, Kirk, there's at my age, I don't know how many Mondays I have left. Here's the thing, Kirk, nobody at any age knows how many Mondays they have left. Right. One of the one of the questions that I ask a lot of my clients when we go through a brainstorming exercise to figure out what it is that they want, because sometimes even my clients are like, I don't know what I want. I just want things to be better. So I will I will ask them a series of questions. And one of the questions I ask my clients is, if you died in three years, what would you want to accomplish in those three years? And it helps okay. them to, yeah, it helps put things into perspective. And what it, what it does is it tells me what's the most important to them and what we should take action on now. Yeah. Which leads us to our third concept, which you're already pointing to. Now, this is the most important thing because the whole title is the one key you need to get started on a better practice in your life. So while we've talked about the problem and I have the same problem, you know, it's that human beings need something. They need one key. What's the key that they need? Heather? So human beings need other human beings to help them get out of their own way. Why? Because we, we stick back into that complacency is easy mode. It's, it's easy. Oh, I'm just comfortable sitting on the couch in my jammies with ice. That's easy. I'm not as motivated. Now, if I know that I have to report back to someone or someone's holding me accountable to doing those things, or my friend is expecting me at 6am to do yoga together, I'm going to actually show up and I'm going to do it. Right. Right. The way we're designed, the way God designed us is that we're relational beings. It's pretty hard to do anything on your own. We need the help of other people, whether it be Mm -hmm. create a family unit, create a business unit. It's really hard to create a business without other people. You can try, but it's a terrible journey when you think, well, I'm just going to do it. You know, you need to have other people because human beings can't hold themselves accountable. Now, Here's the other thing I would say, even if it's a virtual human being, it's still a good step in the right direction. I'll use the Peloton example. Peloton is a really important because it's another human being that forces you to do something. Because I used to have the whole, you know, uh, stationary bike and I would ride if I wanted to. And I feel like I'm pretty disciplined for the most part. But it's a whole different story when you sign up for a class, even a yoga class. My, My first thought when I take a yoga class, which I don't take enough of them, is like, how the heck am I going to get my foot up by my head? I don't know how I would even attempt this, nor achieve it. And then when you're done, you're like, wow, I couldn't, I can't believe I did that. You know, mm-hmm. so I think it's important to understand if you're going to try to do this on your own, you can you can make the initiative, you can make the call, you can make the decision, but then you have to start enlisting the help of somebody else that can hold you accountable. Tell us more about that. Totally. Well, Gosh, other people, they're, they're going to keep track of what you promised and then give you deadlines so that you can actually accomplish those things within the time frame. Uh, they're going to ask you about it. They're going to give you the support that you need. 
you know, we talked about Biggest Loser and I'm going to talk about another TV show. I promise the only thing that I don't, I don't just watch TV, <laughs> but <laughs> lately I've been like pulled into Shark Tank. And these entrepreneurs, they're looking for that accountability piece too. They're also looking for someone to help them to see things that they don't see. They want another perspective. And that's what these other human beings can do for us too. I can sit in a yoga class and the yoga instructor can say, yes, that looks great. And if you twist this way or stretch a little further this way, or your Peloton instructor, right? They push you a little bit further so that you do things that you didn't even realize you were capable of. That's that whole accountability piece. That's when that magic happens, when you involve other human beings in what it is that you're trying to achieve. Right. And there's another magic that you should lean into because you don't want to do everything yourself. Because when you say to yourself, I'm just going to do it, you overfunction. But the, the beautiful piece of this is having somebody else on your team, like a yoga instructor. You don't have to think about the class. You just got to go to the class. You build great processes in your business. You say, hey, I'm going to do this. We're going to build a new patient process or we're going to have a coach. You know, we'll point to, I, I'm biased, but I think if you don't have a coach, you're just silly. Like, it's just silly. You're doing dentistry all day. Now, it doesn't have to be us. I'm biased too about that because it, I, I think we're a pretty amazing coaching company. But think about this. If you ever said to yourself as a dentist, I'll just build a business. I don't need anybody's help. That's silly or arrogant, one of the two, because you need the help of a great accountant. You need the help of a great consultant. You need the help. Uh, I mean, you got all of these things that you cannot do yourself. And a great coach can say, don't do that. That's dumb. A great coach also doesn't work in your business. So they don't care. They don't have the emotional constraints that you and your team have about upsetting anybody. They're going to do it for the benefit of the practice. And what you can do, my whole point in saying this is that you can lean into accountability. It's actually quite wonderful when you don't have to fill your brain with how do I figure this out or how do I do this next? I can't even imagine what my life would be like without Barrett here or Tom Zach, our accountant, who's unbelievable. Like I've tried to do that. It's silly. Don't do that. You know? So when you find another person that can help you sustain the change, you make the decision to sustain the change. He'll wake up one day and go, this is wild. Don't you think? Absolutely. Yes. You talk about Barry, you talk about Tom, other team members, but we, one of our core values here at ACT is walk the talk. We right. have a coach too. Yeah, she's we, phenomenal. And she sees things that we can't see. She holds us accountable to the things that we say we're going to do. And she helps us to achieve and exceed our goals. Yeah. Her name is Jamie and she makes me nervous every time she talks to me because <laughs> she just tells me the truth. And you need a coach that can tell you the truth because I can't see this. I can't see the ceilings ahead. And one of the things that got me when I met Jamie is she's like, I work with very large companies. You cannot see the ceilings that are ahead. And I'm like, oh my gosh, she's exactly right. There are ceilings that are in your path ahead. You don't even know they're coming. And I'm going to point them out and I'm going to tell you what to do when you hit these ceilings. And that is exactly what she does. She also has perspective culturally that I can't see. So while I think everyone's so happy and getting along, she can see there's something boiling over here. Did you see that? And I'm like, no. She's like, that's what I do. This is what I do, you know? So it's uh, it's important to enlist the help of other people and you have the multiplying effect. I, I'm going to totally screw this one up, but I heard this one recently. The Clydesdales can pull an amazing amount of weight. I don't even know what it is. I heard it in a, I heard it in a webinar, 
but two Clydesdales together can pull three times the weight. So the multiplication effort is tremendous when you put superpowers together. So when you think about your superpower as a dentist and somebody else's superpower in building a business, put those two together, you can do three times the work. And that's the brilliant piece of having somebody else hold you accountable to some of these things. What are the thoughts? Any last thoughts you have on this, Heather? Final takeaways? Yeah, so I often say this to my clients, like you're getting in your own way, right? And and again, like Jamie sees that with us, we we get in our own way. We make excuses, we place blame. There's all, I mean, you can make excuses or progress, but you can't make both. Right. And a coach, someone is going to hold you accountable, right? You've got to pick that human. Of course, I'm biased like you, Kirk. Like we we do a great job. I've seen so much success in our clients here at ACT that I I want every dentist here in the States to experience that. Right. It's, it's just life-changing, amazing. So you get in your own way. So enlist the help of someone that will help you to get out of your way. And then take that first step. So I want you to, well, there's kind of a couple of steps. Write down your thoughts. When it comes to your practice, when you hear that statement, those questions, if not you, then who? If not now, when? Write down what comes to your mind. And then after you've written down those thoughts, call us. We would love to have a conversation with you about how we can help you get out of your own way. Yeah, absolutely. It's really hard to get out of your own way. I've tried it. doesn't work. You need the help of other people. So if you're ever, if you're ever thinking, gosh, I just, heck, I just need somebody to talk to. Now this goes in all realms, whether it be therapy, whether it be chemical addiction, whether it be anytime you get stuck in the mud and you know, you need help, it's important to reach out. And so I love this stuff. We're going to keep bringing great content, great tools for you guys. I hope you keep showing up to the podcast because here's my promise to you. We're going to bring the best information from the best thinkers, coaches, anywhere in the world of dentistry. So you create a better practice and a better life. But at some point, you're going to have to make a decision and go, I'm done. I'm going to choose another path and I'm going to make a decision today that I'm going to change my life today. And you're going to have to reach out to somebody. Now, if it's not us, that's totally cool. But if it is, you need some help, feel free to reach out to us. And here's what I'm going to challenge each one of you today. If you're stuck, don't stay stuck. There's nothing worse being stuck other than talking to yourself about being stuck. That makes it worse. And 80% of self-talk is usually negative. So you don't want to do that either. You need to start talking to somebody going, stop talking like that. You know, and that's not true. Let's get you out of the mud. And so if you're stuck, feel free to reach out to us. You can actually go down to the show notes today. You can click a link and you're going to meet an amazing person. Her name is Gina on our team. She's like our lead therapist. She talks to people all over the country that are stuck for different reasons, whether it be cultural, whether it be PPOs. Right now, this week, meeting with our sales team, she said, our lead sales team leader on Traction said, I don't think I've ever seen a time where I've seen this many practices that have write-offs this high. Consistently, we're finding good practices that have write-offs approaching or going north of 40%. Now think about that. You're working almost one out of every two days for free. That is stuck. Don't do that. That might be one case. A second case might be, I just can't find the right team. There's no good people out there. Stop saying that. There's a lot of great people out there. You just haven't found a way to keep them, find them, keep them, grow them in your practice. Because when you do it, 
It changes everything. So feel free to reach out to us. You can click a link, talk to Gina, share with her your whole life story. And we're here to help every step of the way. Heather, thank you so much for being on. I love this stuff. Thank you, Kirk. I love this subject. Don't, like you said, don't stay stuck. Call us. We want to share in your celebrations and successes as we help you through your journey. Amen. Amen. Stick around while we say goodbye to everybody else. But thank you guys for listening to the Best Practices Show podcast. And like I said, we're going to keep bringing more and more content. We've got an incredible lineup ahead of great stuff to help you create a better practice and better life. So keep showing up. So until we see you guys next time, or you hear from us next time, keep watching, keep listening to the Best Practices Show. You guys enjoy your day. So there you have it. Another great episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Hey, and thank you for showing up. I just want to thank you for being here and sharing the good word with your friends. And if you're really enjoying the podcast, could you do me a favor? Could you go to wherever you consume the podcast and just give us a four or five star review? Here's what that does. It allows us to find other great people like you. I love this profession so much. I'm going to spend the rest of my professional life finding great information so that you can consume it and your friends can consume it so that you can create a better practice and a better life. So keep spreading the word and we will see you guys soon. Have a great day, everybody.